This drive starts from deep in their own territory, and it's picked off at the 25-yard line. Eddie Jackson, and he'll go in for the touchdown. Hello, hello, let's go. It's your man Flip Mozzie giving you 15 minutes of reaction after the game on Sunday night. The Minnesota Vikings fall to 5-4-1 after losing to the Chicago Bears. 20-25, that score is closer than it looked. Our Vikings looked sluggish after the bye, used garbage time to pad the stats and the score. We're here to talk about the game at length, get all the reactions, hot takes right out. The Vikings lost. Green Bay lost to Seattle on Thursday. They haven't won a road game all year. The Lions held on against Carolina, so the NFC gets even tighter. We know what this means. It's going to be a scrap in the NFC for playoff first. The Bears are who we thought they were, an average quarterback who can use his legs, an inventive offensive scheme that relies on misdirection, depth with their skill positions, and short passes, a hugely disruptive defense, and a great secondary. What's so depressing about that loss is the lack of surprise. We knew what Chicago was going to do. They did it anyways. We know what Minnesota can do. Instead, they did nothing at all. Starting that game in a 14-0 hole, unacceptable. The offense was a complete embarrassment, a roadblock. Time and time again, try to tell y'all this team is a defensive brand of football. Yes, the offense has progress to make. It'd be ideal if they can become more explosive. Right now, for this team, explosiveness isn't a priority. Smart, clean football is paramount, especially when you're playing the most opportunistic defense in the NFL. What we saw Sunday night was a conservative game plan without any of the benefits. They can't commit three turnovers. A red zone fumble, a throwaway pick on the edge of field goal range, a pick six to start what could have been the game-tying drive. That's throwing the game away. And no ability to capitalize on turnovers. 25 combined yards, 6 combined points off turnovers. Pathetic. The defense, well at least they forced those turnovers. It wasn't a perfect game from Zimmer's D, but it was good enough. After some early troubles defending Trubisky and his legs, they tightened up, only allowing one scoring drive after the half. Now there were several bad penalties. Eric Wilson, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. Maybe that shows the general lack of focus the Vikings showed after the bye, but those huge Anthony Harris turnovers, the forced fumble in field goal range, that shows the defense brought it eventually. Purple's first loss of the division puts them a game and a half back from Chicago now. The Saints and the Rams are in full control of the NFC. Rams beat the Chiefs. That's an understatement. It was one of the best games I've ever watched. New Orleans crushes Philadelphia. So Minnesota now is six and a half games back from the top of the NFC. Right at the bottom edge of playoff range while Dallas and Seattle are trying to streak into the playoffs. All that mess could have been avoided if the Vikings just won this game against the Bears. Take control of the NFC North. Sure, they didn't fall in the current NFC standings, but they just didn't separate themselves. 
So this game changed the landscape of the NFC playoffs and the Vikings' playoff hopes considerably. A division road loss of the current division leader. But it was so much more than that. So much more. Our Vikes had won four of the last five, but the Whispers were starting and now they're here. Those wins came against easier opponents. The Vikings haven't beat any team with a 500 record. That game could have changed the narrative. Beat the Bears, a great opponent. Prove the streak isn't a fluke. Rise ready to take on any challenge. They had to put together their best game, both offensively and defensively, to do it. The bye gave them two weeks to prepare. They didn't spend those extra days the right way. They didn't play with passion in their most important game of the year. Short passes and quarterback scrambles were enough to rock the defense early. Mitchell Trubisky ran for 43 yards on 10 carries, including a few huge third-down conversions. Just when Minnesota's D started to sink their teeth in, Mitch made Kendricks miss, he made Daniil Hunter miss, he made Steven Weatherly miss. That powered Chicago's first half scoring. Minnesota's defensive tackles also played a whisper-quiet game, partly because they couldn't contain Trubisky, but there weren't a lot of major run stops or quarterback pressures from Linval Joseph and Sheldon Richardson. That gave Mitch time, already executing a quick pass offense, let his receivers win on short throws. Only 5.3 yards per attempt for Mitch, honestly it wasn't enough for Chicago. Tariq Cohen, their most versatile weapon, just managed 50 yards on 10 touches and a fumble. So outside of a bit more defensive line pressure, less dumb penalties, we can't ask much more from Minnesota's defense. Again, huge shout out to Anthony Harris, made those two big time interceptions, so nice to see their safety depth flash. Of course, there's the offense, who didn't really feature a playmaker. Offensive line got whooped by the Bears, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, Leonard Floyd, all of them. Dalvin Cook never got going, even his screen passes went nowhere. Ten total yards for Dalvin and that costly fumble. Yes, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen got theirs, but it wasn't very efficient. A lot of those stats came late. If you look closely, the Bears had a good secondary. They matched up with Stephon and Adam well. So the secondary options, Kirk couldn't find them. Kirk Cousins was not good on Sunday night. The Vikings offense has issues more than one. One doesn't immediately fix the others. They all have to improve. And Kirk Cousins is one of them. We'll get into the game flow, but we don't see the quarterback instincts we need from him. I mean, it's simple stuff here. Run for the first down. Don't throw into triple coverage. Our $84 million quarterback can't do these things? This isn't a one-game issue. It's been like this all year. He makes huge mistakes in every game. His brain shuts down in big moments. The game flow reveals what we already know. The Vikings are going to struggle to win shootouts. The Vikings are going to struggle to come back from double-digit deficits. So it's a must that they get off to a hot start. That's just an unavoidable pillar for how this team is built. So of course, to start the game, nice pass to Stephon Diggs on first down, then two runs straight at Akeem Hicks, and a punt. That was your script? That was your fast start. How are those plays designed to attack Chicago's weaknesses? The defense, too, started very rough. Let up a 12-play, 64-yard drive. They bent, but again, they didn't break. 
Big-time Eric Wilson sack made Chicago settle for the field goal. Minnesota started with a long drive of their own. Offense actually started to click. Then, boom, the Dalvin Cook fumble on a 1st and 10 on the Chicago 14. Absolutely killer. The worst part, we know what this offense does when they suffer a setback. They completely disappear for the next few drives. There's hardly ever an immediate bounce back. So the defense comes on the field after the turnover, turns it around, a sweet play, Anthony Harris covering the seam route to Taylor Gabriel, going up for the ball, making the mid-air adjustment. That's a great setup to recover, but the offense is still stunned from the fumble. They respond with a three and out. We can't say Minnesota didn't have a chance to recover. They did. But after that, Chicago marches 82 yards on a demoralizing touchdown drive and takes control of the game. At this point, down 11 to nothing, it's now or never to stay in the game. The offense has to score. Instead, they come back on the field and guess what? They go three and out again. That gives the Bears all the momentum and good field position to work their way into field goal range. Eric Wilson gets hit with a weird penalty. I don't know what he said, but the purple defense holds, forces another field goal. Down 14-0. Just before the half, Vikings get the ball, execute their two-minute drill. Down the field, 43 yards in three plays. It's going well. Then Kirk throws the interception under heavy pressure. So the first half offensive drives in sequence, three and out, fumble, three and out, three and out, interception unacceptable. In the second half, the defense finally responded, causing two punts and two turnovers on Chicago's next four drives. Only blemish was Chicago's final field goal drive, again, aided by the Harrison Smith penalty for a late hit. So the D struggled, then righted the ship. Did the offense? Come on, fam, we know you can't say they did. Anthony Harris naps his second interception and returns it all the way down to Chicago 31. A good offense puts the ball in the end zone there. You're down 14-0. Instead, the Vikings gain 13 yards and kick a field goal. Anyone watching that game knew a field goal was the right choice. That offense wasn't picking up a 4th and 11, and it needed all the points it could get. Later in the game, Jaleel Johnson forces the Kareem Cohen fumble. Hustle play after Steven Weatherly disrupted. Harrison Smith there to recover instantly. Vikings get the ball into Chicago 29. They kick a field goal five plays later. What are we watching? What good offense in 2018 doesn't tie the game or at least get 10 points from those two gift turnovers? Honestly, I didn't think the offense would factor into the game this much. I thought we could expect our average offensive effort, 22 points per game. This wasn't that. This was a collapse. And we're not even close to done. Even so, the defense generates another stop, gives them the chance to tie the game with 8 minutes, 30 seconds left, plenty of time. Kirk Cousins' first play drops back to pass, ignores Stephon Diggs in the flat to throw to Laquan Treadwell in triple coverage. Pick six. So no, we're not giving credit for the two touchdown drives after. Overall, this was a small effort in a big game. 
if there's any ray of light in all of this, it's that no serious injuries were taken by the Vikings. Xavier Rhodes and Mike Rimmers both looked healthy, started and finished the game. Tom Compton was hobbled. The injury affected him, so he still got a little bit of work to do to come back. He really only played 50% of this game because he was affected, he was getting beat all day, and Danny Isadora had to come in to finish it. Minnesota still looking to get Anthony Barr and Andrew Sandejo back. Barr says he's playing next Sunday. At this point, we really need to see how long David Morgan is going to be out. Seems like everyone just forgets how to block when he's not there. So we ranted. We got everything off our chest. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to look forward, try to arrive at some clear improvement, and get ready for the next big game. For the defense, like Kirk Cousins, the Vikings have invested too much in their defensive line to see so little pressure. Chicago's line presented a winnable matchup, but the Neil Hunter, Everson Griffin somehow lost it. The three turnovers masked this lack of pressure. We need to see three to four sacks per game from here on out. Outside of that, I've got nothing major. The goal for this game was to take away Chicago's big plays. The defense accomplished that. Instead, the Bears were forced to march. They succeeded a few times but couldn't do it against us consistently. We'll trade that for no big plays allowed any day. Obviously, we'd like to see less penalties too. For the offense, <laughs> we've got a few ideas. Let's take them in steps. Step one is smart, clean football. Offensive coordinator, quarterback, offensive line, everyone. Why run right at their best defenders? Call screens early when they're being over aggressive. Why throw into triple coverage? There's two receivers that have a knack for getting open and that should make such a risky throw unnecessary. We haven't seen enough mistake-free football. Limit the offense to one turnover per game. Step two, get the third and fourth playmakers involved. The Viking skill positions are so much more than Thielen and Diggs, but we don't know who else can be counted on. Between Cook, Rudolph, Treadwell, Murray, Robinson, Beebe, two of those guys just need to step up and be featured, featured parts of the Minnesota offense. 11 weeks into the year, opposing defenses adjusted to contain our top two receivers. That should provide plus matchups for the other skill players. The offense needs to grow where the third receiving option sees more than just 11% of the targets. Finally, step number three, hit on the big plays. The Vikings offense generated a few big plays late, but they are all just underneath runs. I'm talking about going deep. Once the mistakes have been cleaned up and more weapons have been polished, they need to identify mismatches and send them deep. And Kirk Cousins needs to connect. Clean it up, get more players involved, make the big plays. In that order. So the Vikings are stuck in the middle. A bad loss, but still in playoff position. NFC is tightening around them. The effort doesn't reflect their situation. I just want to see this team get up for the big games. Play like it matters as much as it does. They have another chance in prime time. Next up is the third division rival in a row, 
the Green Bay Packers. These are arguably the only games that matter now. That and we finally get to see a late season game against the Packers away from Lambeau Field, out of the cold weather, in the Agro Crag U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings haven't hosted Green Bay in winter since 2015. And even then, they were outdoors at TCF Bank Stadium. We got to go all the way back to 2012 to find the last indoor game against our hated rivals. I know y'all remember this game, a gritty Christian Ponder performance, three sacks by Everson Griffin, another by Jared Allen, a playoff clinching kick by Blair Walsh, a win powered by Adrian Peterson's 199 yards to cap an epic season, 2,097 rushing yards, six short of the record. That 2012 Vikings team, let's be honest, we all know they weren't that good, but they did whatever it took, put in gritty performances to win four in a row and make the playoffs that year. So these 2018 Vikings can learn something from that. Do we want to see Green Bay versus Minnesota indoors again? Oh hell yes we do. Green Bay hasn't won at US Bank yet, Let's see our Vikings make three in a row. Skull Vikes.